We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Jolie. Well, today we have a big one for you guys. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode because we are welcoming on our first guest today. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait to talk to them. About. <laughs> We're <laughs> Just, so excited. Yeah. Like this is really one of the best things about doing this is just being engaging with you guys and hearing tidbits or even when you message us on our personal accounts you know, like, even if it's things not Ashley and Jessica related, like, we love talking to you. Yeah, we're, it's quarantine. We need friends. So <laughs> feel free to DM us at any time. And who knows, maybe you'll be a future guest. Ooh, I hope so. We also have some changes that are coming to the podcast. So Jolie, do you want to take it away with what's going on? Yeah, Ugh, this is kind of hard to say, but this will be my last episode co-hosting with Leah. Recently, I got offered a new job position, which I accepted at a doctor's office, which I'm really excited about. But my current boss, I work in a law firm. He asked me if I would be able to help out at least part time until they find someone to replace me. So I agreed. You know, he's like family at this point. So I'm willingly sacrificing my mental health. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I'm still waiting to hear back officially what, like, my days are like, I'm pretty sure Saturday is going to be a half day. Um, and I think I might have Tuesdays off, but then Tuesday, probably once I'm done there, Sunday and Saturday, I'm going to be working at the law firm with my boss. So it's, I'm probably going to be working like 65 hours a week. So it's, it's going to be a lot. It's a big change, but I'm just excited. You know, I've been looking for something new and it's happening. We, me and Leah talked about it and she's just, you know, being Leah and ever so graciously was just like, yeah, of course. And we're going to have some, or she's going to have some great guests on, especially like the one we're having today. But yeah, this is going to be a new chapter for the podcast, but it's still going to be a great one. Yes. And this isn't goodbye because we already have a plan for the episode that we want Jolie to come and be a guest on, which is weird to say that you're going to be a guest. (laughs) 100%. But yeah, you know, things change in life and we record for like two to three hours every week, which isn't a lot if you have like the whole weekend free or whatever, but it changes to a huge amount of time when you have 65 hour work week, (laughs) you know, Um, even if you just sleep for those hours instead of 
uh you know patronizing nick for three hours it's probably <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah because it's that it's just like trying to find pictures or like things like that um it's just like watching the episode even like because i don't just watch it once and take notes like usually watch it like two or three times see like okay maybe what did i miss the first time mm -hmm. um it's a little bit more involved than people might think yeah i'm not working 65 hours a week and i still thank god thank god it's really <laughs> honestly people don't realize how much work goes into a podcast and if you're like a huge podcast and you're making tons of ad revenue that would be different but um i think we've made like ten dollars in ad revenue so far so hopefully i'll be able to put in a pool next summer but until then <laughs> um, you know it i've been trying to actually figure out how to more efficiently work because i edit the podcast and it literally you guys it takes me like 90 minutes of time for every like 30 minutes of us talking because I'm really like with sound I just want to get better and I want it to sound great for you guys and we have gotten some compliments lately on the sound which means everything because you know we worked with Jolie's boyfriend Chris who luckily knows about this stuff because we really <laughs> wanted it to be so good and you know we didn't just want to do this in a makeshift way where oh it's just for fun who cares it might not be the best sound but whatever that's not really how I do things <laughs> so I just really appreciate that and then in the future, even though I'm talking about how it is a lot of work, I am going to continue. What I'm going to do is I'll be the only host, but I'm going to have guests on every week. And it's going to be varying from people who are Jessica and Ashley super fans and then people that I know that are my friends that are just funny and entertaining and good on mic and smart in many ways, but especially when it comes to pop culture and everything. So we want to keep you guys engaged and have different opinions because somebody who is not obsessed with Jessica or has never seen Newlyweds before and is just, you know, picking out a random episode to watch, I think it would be interesting to get their observations and all of that. And then, of course, interviewing and having you guys that are super fans on is also going to be awesome. So it'll be a variety. And yeah, even though I'm sad that Jolie has to leave, I'm so happy for the next chapter in your life and I can't Thank wait to have you. you on as a guest. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Though. Like, I'm still going to be listening. And like, I can't wait to hear. Like, I know, I think, two of the next guests. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure in which order. But still, to hear like some of the other people who I'm familiar with from interacting on the Ashley and Jessica cast Instagram. Like, I can't wait to hear what they're going to have to say. Yeah. I have a schedule, y'all. Okay? Like, I have people <laughs> lined up, so don't worry. And yeah, Jolie, if you ever find some extra time and you want to come on I'll bump the guest oh well that's not very nice <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get you're like if in like 1993 if Michael Jackson decided to be on a show they would just immediately bump whoever was on and that's you <laughs> well I feel honored <laughs> <laughs> you're Michael Jackson without the controversy and plastic Ooh. surgery okay that sounds great yeah <laughs> Okay, so the time has come. We have our first guest here. I'm so excited. We're, I'm, <laughs> Just... we're so we're so excited to start our guest with probably the biggest Jessica fan that we have talked to. No offense, everybody else, but he's on another level. And... Yeah, there's no competing. <laughs> no, welcome, Derek. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I just want to say. I'm sure everybody that listens feels this way, but thanks for starting this. Like you said, I'm the 
self-proclaimed biggest Jessica fan, but there are some people who I've connected with that I didn't meet before this podcast. So the fact that I'm the biggest fan and still didn't know some of these people on something like Instagram, even when I'm constantly checking the Jessica Simpson tags and stuff, that's really neat that you've been able to bring people together. And from all of us, thank you. That's so exciting that it like our podcast helps you connect with other people. That's really exciting, though. Yeah. I remember you were one of the first people that followed us and started messaging us and stuff. And now we have, like, I get more messages on Ashley and Jessica's than I do even on my personal account. And I have a lot more followers on there. So <laughs> I feel like people, there was definitely a whole And like a need, I think, for something like this for all of us Mm -hmm. stands to talk to each other and have an outlet to reminisce on all of this. And then also talk about the current stuff because there's a lot going on currently with especially Jessica, but Ashley too. I mean, honestly, I I didn't even follow you guys at first when you launched. I I remember like messaging you like, okay, when's it going to come out? I got to really feel these people out (laughs) because some people are, you know, fake stands are kind of annoying. And then when it came out, I was like, okay, I'll follow them. They're at the real deal. Oh, <laughs> no, the fake fans are a problem, but we're clear of that. So I'm glad that you approved of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one thing we've been transparent about, like, especially with me, like I'm a hardcore Ashley fan, like Jessica, I liked her, but I wasn't as much of a fan as I am now, but through doing all of this and just like rewatching her music videos and listening to her albums and like reading her book and seeing how much she's contributed I just you can't help but not love her endlessly I actually love that you're that other part of the podcast so it's like (laughs) I get to kind of listen to stuff for the first time through you because like for when you guys did the Sweet Kisses review you didn't listen to a lot of the songs and help me appreciate them more and go back and listen because I don't know Two Kisses is probably my my least favorite, but even after listening to the podcast, it's kind of been in heavy rotation. And I had my boyfriend in the car when we were listening to the Sweet Kisses album review. And, you know, he he likes Jessica, like he listens to her singles. But one of them that he blasts all the time is I Want to Love You Forever. And I think mm-hmm. listening to you, how you guys discussed that song on the podcast really made him appreciate its value. That's wow. so sweet. That's oh so goodness. awesome to hear. I'm so happy that it's reaching people. Jessica owes you some uh, some streams from him uh, <laughs> playing that on, on repeat on Apple Music, so she better be appreciative. Honestly, I really I was looking at the Jessica Simpson Style website, and I was like, I wonder if I can reach out to them and ask if they would send us clothes, and then we can review them and stuff because it's fair prices. But I can't really afford to buy like a ton of stuff all at once and then do it. So I was wondering maybe we could be like a sponsor or something. Ooh. Girl, I know like. Them uh, sweat outfits cost like one twenty for this set. <laughs> and it, it hurts when I buy them, but I do love them, and they're really good quality and last a good time. So yeah, it hurts, and I really have to debate and go back. One of my biggest regrets in life, and maybe I should be thankful for the life that I had, that the fact that this is one of my biggest regrets. But I tried on a pair of blue, like wafer style Jessica Simpson sunglasses at Dillard's years ago. And they were $60, so I kind of like talked myself out of getting them because my boyfriend is proud of me if I go into the store and leave without buying something Jessica Simpson. Like, I'm, 
I'm really bad. So I put the sunglasses back and I have never been able to find them since. And eBay, Poshmark, everything. I've ser- I've searched hours for these blue wafer sunglasses. So it's like when I don't end up getting something, I, I regret it. So Aww. her stuff lasts. Like I still have luggage and stuff from a decade ago that is not broken at all. So Oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, her... Her stuff is, uh, it can be pricey, but it's definitely worth it. I agree. I actually have a Jessica Simpson collection bra that I've had for like so long. I mean, it doesn't look used at all. I feel like she really made it a point to not put out just cheap stuff that's not going to last very long. Because I feel like a lot of other celebrity brands do that. It's more about just, oh, this is a celebrity brand. It's not going to be the best thing you've ever purchased. It's more of a gimmick purchase, but it's not like that with her. Thankfully. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, Derek, we have lots of Jessica-related questions for you. I want to start with, when do you remember the first time that you saw Jessica or heard Jessica? Yeah, my mom used to be one of those people in the 90s that somehow always won the concert giveaways on the radio station. Mm -hmm. So she won tickets to Jessica Simpson and Ricky Martin. (gasps) That was my first experience, and I just remember like being amazed mm-hmm. at her set and walking around during Ricky's set to see her merch and like how how cute she was. And she just had a smaller section because she was the opening act, but it was the younger "I Want to Love You Forever" type pictures. And I just remember thinking she was so cute. And then I don't remember "I Want to Love You Forever" hearing it too much on the radio, but I do remember me and my younger sister loving "I Think I'm in Love" when it came on the radio and just turning it up like full volume in the car. And and then I remember loving "Irresistible," and I remember loving a little bit. And looking back, I thought a little bit did way better than looking at Wikipedia and stuff about the song now it's like it didn't even make a dent but back then I swear I heard it like in the store on the radio all the time like I could have swore that it charted higher than it did it's really weird I feel like sometimes the charts also don't reflect my memory of how big a song was like when I looked at the Jessica Simpson Christina Aguilera and then Britney charts i never would have guessed that christina had the highest chart positions out of the three of them like i wouldn't have known that like yeah she was super popular but it's just weird because i know it's like certain singles sold more because they were cd copies and then certain singles had better radio play so i'm still kind of confused as to how it all works but i also remember a little bit being on mtv a lot Yeah, and then I remember CD singles too, and I Want to Love You Forever was number one for six weeks on the CD single sale chart. And I remember there was a video where Jessica was maybe a little tipsy. I think it was like the 10-year anniversary of her line. And uh, she goes up to this interview, and the guy is like, I want to love you forever. And she's like, number one, six weeks. And I can't find that video anywhere. So if anybody listening, Access Hollywood or somebody posted it on their Instagram several years ago so if anybody could find that and like tag us it's really cute oh <laughs> yeah I would love to see that I anytime I dig up these old clips it's just so like I feel so many feelings when I watch them yeah or like being defensive where you're like she's not drunk and then like she admits that she was drunk in her book so <laughs> <laughs> have to go back and delete your comments from several years ago so yeah well 
from that early music, what are your favorites on Sweet Kisses and Irresistible that aren't singles? Uh, Sweet Kisses. Man, y'all made me mad because you hated on it, but Final Heartbreak. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's in the Rugrats soundtrack. How can you hate it? It's on the Rugrats soundtrack? Yeah, the Rugrats movie. It's uh, Final Heart- Heartbreak is on the soundtrack. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, Rugrats in Paris, I think. Huh. An iconic movie. I don't know why I didn't remember that, but... Yeah, and it, like, plays pretty long in the film. It's not just, like, a few-second cut. It's, like, a, they play a lot of the song in the scene. Now I have to watch it. For yeah. Real. Yeah. See, I knew that you were going to point out things that we've missed because you, <laughs> you have such a good knowledge of Jessica. And I keep going off on these tangents. I'm like, okay, they asked me a totally different question <laughs> that I'm, like, going off on, like, this other... Don't worry about it. Uh, No, just feed us all of the Jessica knowledge. (laughs) Yes, we want it. We need it. So I'm sorry Final Heartbreak wasn't our favorite, but I'm glad to know that she got more exposure in the Rugrats movie. So then what about Irresistible? I never. There's only one or two on YouTube, but I really love her live performances of that song. In the Skin is just, I don't even know what a favorite non-single would be. Uh, Take Take My Breath Away is probably my favorite single over With You, actually. And then A Public Affair, Walking Around in the Circle. Me too. That might be my favorite Jessica song. Yeah, I have those lyrics from that song tattooed on my back. Yes, don't you also have her signature? I do, yes. Wow. (laughs) That was my first tattoo on my 18th birthday was the Jessica Simpson logo on my Oh, wow. And if that's not the gayest thing that... (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because I, for my 18th birthday, the thing I wanted more than anything, I just asked my parents, I was like, can I please go to Nordstrom and get a pair of her shoes? So my mom took me and I got a pair of her like black high heels with a gold sole and they were so cute and I was so happy. But you definitely took it to the next level by getting the the tattoo. (laughs) I don't know if I could do that. Very, very dedicated of you. (laughs) So wait, do we? talk about do you know no i know so. but oh, what a great album i can't wait to get to that yeah that one's really really underrated when i loved you like that that's probably actually my favorite jessica song of all time mm. i want another tattoo based on that song i want to get a a heart in a bottle like a message in a bottle but a heart on like some waves i think the lyrics are you put my love in a bottle in the ocean thinking you could control the tide mm-hmm. oh wow i'm pretty sure that's, that's a line. really good and i think it's a good tie back because i was in the navy oh wow on the water a lot so i just think that would be a really cute kind of original tattoo idea yeah that's really sweet because that ties in so many different parts of your life together so i think that's definitely gonna be really meaningful mm-hmm. and i want to get it on my chest when she sang that song i actually i've seen her three times and the third time me and my best friend took the greyhound down to texas and it was like a 22 hour trip like it was i would never take a greyhound again in my life but it was worth it for this experience and it was general admission seating so we got there at like eight in the morning and stood in line in the texas summer at like 107 degree heat oh my goodness. for 12 hours but it was so worth it because we were front row and she came and grabbed our hands a few times and like if you look at the paparazzi pics from the show you can see the back of our heads like dead center and oh that's such a special memory oh my goodness i'm kind of jealous <laughs> <laughs> when she sang that song live i don't know if you know this john mayer's song where he where he's like 
go cry about it, why don't you? After she sang When I Loved You Like That, she sang that. And me and my friend were just like, damn, she's like dissing John Mayer out here. Yeah, she should. <laughs> For real. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. That was actually my la- my next question is when and where did you see her live? So you went to the Ricky Martin concert and then I assume the, the Do You Know concert was like the most recent one. So did you see the reality tour? I did. I went to the reality tour. I got the tickets for my eighth grade graduation. And if I could go back in time for any event, like the age I am now, it would be to the reality tour. Like, I just wish I could be older than 14 and fully just, I don't know, immerse myself in that environment again. And I have so much more appreciation for those songs now that I just wish she would tour now. Like Me too. Jessica, if you're listening, we're dying for a small, stripped-down, bluesy-type set. Yeah, like she described in that Entertainment Weekly article from January 2004, that she said that's what she wanted to do, so hopefully she'll remember that. (laughs) Yes, please. Maybe not this summer, um, but in a year or two, maybe when the kids are off for school, they just kind of all go on the road together and just do that, where she's able to spend like more than just one night in a big city. You know, she's able to do it so a lot of people can see her, but I feel like that would be a really fun idea. Yeah, I think that it's a total missed opportunity that Jessica and Ashley didn't tour together. I mean, I understand why, but I think in the future, I mean, what an amazing experience that would be for them to do you know, they could each have their own sets and then they can join each other on stage as well. And maybe even Evan can come in and do something or, you know, whatever. So oh, I would cry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And Jolie, even though you're getting super busy now, maybe when things are a little calmer in your life, we could still go on our Texas vacation. And maybe we should take the Greyhound. And uh, (laughs) yeah, we want to see all the Jessica and Ashley spots and then Selena too. So Derek, if you want to meet us down there. Yes, I've been. That was the first time I met Jessica was I drove down to Waco, but I didn't get to explore too much. I did want to, I don't know if it would be creepy to like go to, maybe they live somewhere else now but like her grandma's house off the show would that be creepy to drive by there (laughs) i mean mean, drive by isn't as bad as like knocking on the door you know right i wouldn't knock on the door but i would want to take pictures like you know how they were in the front like putting up the christmas decorations in one episode like i don't know i'm just (laughs) weird like that where this is the grass that they she wanted to lay the the lights to look like snow on. No, I admit it. There's there's a lot of I'm from New Jersey and there's a lot of celebrities that live here and I've definitely driven by certain people's houses who will remain nameless, but I think the key is don't get out. If you just drive by, don't bother anybody, then sure, why not? Right. So, okay, how many times have you actually met and talked to Jessica? Because I feel like she knows you very well. Three, but the third time, I don't know why I was, maybe it was because it was the book tour and it was just kind of a different setting, but I, I really kind of froze the third time that I met her and, oh. but it was kind of, it was kind of like rushed. I mean, yeah, it was just fast paced and I didn't want to like, it just felt different at the the meet and greets at the store. So the first time that I met her, I didn't want to be super annoying and I knew that I wanted to not have a picture standing over the desk 
So I was like, I like I love her so much, and I know a lot of people here love her, but they don't. They're not like obsessed with her <laughs> the way I am. And the best way that I can even explain that is that like every gay has their their diva. For many, it's like Britney Spears or Gaga, but Jessica Simpson is mine, and it's even taken to like such an elevated level. Like I just admire and love everything about her. So I was. Like, I have to, like, convict this to her to even, my idea was just to even get a picture standing next to her as opposed to leaning over the table. That's all I wanted. And I was really nervous because they say never meet your your idol Mm -hmm. because they don't live up to the idea in your head of them. But she was so kind and she could totally understand how much genuine love I had for her and she really loved my tattoos and when I told her I had her lyrics on my back she was like lifting up my shirt and she was so excited and she had the the Getty photographer come over and take pictures of us so like if you google my name now pictures of Getty images of me and Jessica and even me with Tina come up and I just like she was so kind and I met her again in Nashville and the same thing she was taking photos with people behind a desk but when she saw me she jumped up and brought me over to the side and I had brought my own Polaroid camera and because I wanted a Polaroid with her but it wasn't turning out from my camera so she called Eric from the back and Eric came from the back and took one of us on his like super nice Polaroid camera and I was just like is that for me and he was like "Uh uh-huh and he gave it to me and I took a picture with him too and they were just all all so nice like her team even how do I explain this her team even like appreciates how much of a fan and how much support I have for them that they have given me a tour of their New York City showroom and that was amazing and I appreciated that so much and yeah they've just they've been really kind to me throughout the years and that just makes me feel so grateful like I know some people are huge fans of other people and just kind of are not appreciated or ignored and I really do appreciate that the love that I have gotten from her and her team over the years. Yeah, it seems like her parents are just good people and they raised them right and that Jessica understands also that the people that work around her, it's like you are your environment. So she's obviously not going to have people around her that are going to treat her fans terribly because she puts such a bright light out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, when I met her, it was very brief. You know, I didn't have all of what you're describing but the warmth was the same and like her intention to like make me feel special in that it was probably a minute or two that I had with her you know she described in her book that people that work for her people that she's known her whole life and it seems like they truly appreciate the support and they understand that although it comes from a ton of hard work it also wouldn't be possible without you know people like you (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanted to also ask you I mean you've talked a little bit about it but what is it about Jessica specifically that you think sets her apart in your eyes from everybody else 
Ooh, that's a good question. Um, like you just talked about, I just feel that she has a warmth and positivity around her, but you can also tell that she has persevered through so much. And I think that, I mean, I love her, her voice. That's what initially drew me to her, but her voice is so distinct and so beautiful and has like a a kind of rawness and storyteller-esque vibes coming from it. Like, I just feel that she could come up with a song around the campfire and not only the lyrics be so beautiful and kind of earthy and magical, but her voice would just sell the song even more. Like, again, you were talking about the warmth that kind of comes from her. I remember having a conversation with one of my older friends, and she was talking about a guy that she went to high school with, and she was like, he still has, like, corn posters on his wall and da 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 and I was like oh well how do you feel about me still having Jessica Simpson posters up and she was like oh no no she's like sunshine and happiness and corn is like oh I hate whatever and she was like that's totally different like I love the atmosphere that you create like it's looking at her is very positive makes you feel happy yeah I'm not surprised that she feels like she with her religion and everything she feels like she was meant to do everything that she's doing because I feel like even if you don't share the same religion or whatever it's so clear that this was Mm -hmm. so meant to be like the way that she had success so young and she was able to reach so many people and even though she went through so much she has affected so many people's lives so positively that it just seems so right like it just seems so meant to be there's nothing fake about it there's nothing too celebrity like about it I feel like like Jolie was saying even though she wasn't as big of a a fan before we did the podcast it's kind of hard once you're exposed to her not to love her (laughs) yeah I just feel like Jessica from hearing different fan interactions and seeing her in interviews like I really feel like she's the perfect example of your vibe attracts your tribe you know and it just even goes back to like her saying in the book like and like you said before she hires and has the people she loves the most work and stay by her side and work for her and with her and I think that's why she is as successful as she is like these are all people who are on the same level on the same energy as she is and they just want to emit that same feeling you know they're just having the similar mindset and I feel like she'd be a great boss. Oh, yeah. I'm sure everybody probably loves working for her. I mean, especially with a celebrity as big as she is, if there were any issues, you know that some disgruntled employee would come forward and be like, Jessica was such a bitch and, you know, fired me for no reason or something like that. And there's literally been no story anywhere close to that. Exactly. Like, you have the random, like, tabloid stories about her, but I have, honest to God, never read anything negative about her. Like, if if it's someone critiquing her, that doesn't count. But I've never read, like, someone having a bad interaction with her or her having diva behavior. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we have have a firsthand account here of her going above (laughs) and beyond, so. Yeah. So, Derek, what are your feelings about Ashley? I know you're a fan, but... Yeah, just in general, what what do you love about Ashley? All right, this is going to shock you, but I was actually a bigger Ashley fan than I was a Jessica fan for a few really? years there. Yes, I was. I mean, I, I always loved both of them, but I had about equal Ashley posters to Jessica posters on my wall in high school. I, I really loved 
Ashley's music and I really connected with it and her first two albums like they were along with In the Skin were the soundtracks in my high school years like I've seen her three times live as well and her concerts are always so much fun I don't really really follow her her personal life too much as much as I do Jessica or like her fashions, but I really connect with her music and I, I love her music. It's she's she still is always in my my Spotify top artist of the year to this day. Like I still her songs still get repeated all the time. So honestly, even though there are certain trends in it, I feel like the first two albums of hers are timeless. Like they really don't sound No skips. No yeah. skips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's so talented that I'm really surprised that her last album, except for the one with Evan, but her last solo album was over 10 years ago. And I mean, I feel like we're definitely in for once the pandemic is over and everything. I am hopeful and optimistic that we're going to get music from both of them. With the Amazon show? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we have to. I mean, Jessica has said a few things in her career where she kind of mentions it and then it, it doesn't turn out and that's not her fault and it's only happened less than a handful of times but with amazon i feel like they're really going to hold her to this like they probably already paid her millions they're really going this show is coming out like there is no going back after you make an announcement with amazon you know what i mean so i feel Mm -hmm. like and i I feel like it's going to be such top quality like the stuff that they're coming out with now like is just streaming is just like even better than tv like definitely better than cable tv and that didn't used to be the case and i just feel like this show is going to be amazing and it's gonna the music she said there's music accompanying it and i feel like this show is just gonna help people rediscover her and if she wants to go somewhere with music this could totally launch her back into that even a type of small scale tour like we talked about earlier like i feel like she could really use this to catapult herself back into even radio Mm -hmm. yeah i mean all she needs is one hit and it doesn't even have to be a massive hit it can just be even like a you know something that's like a hit on the contemporary charts or depending on where she goes it could be on the um the country charts even you know we don't know what kind of direction that she wants to go in but I'm so excited just for the influx of content because it said that there's going to be a narrative series, but then there's also going to be a documentary Mm -hmm. series. And I'm dying to know what she's going to show in that because even as recently as the open book press tour, she was asked multiple times, would you ever do a reality show with Eric, like newlyweds, or would you ever do one in general? And she was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder, is it going to be more, is it going to be like, a documentary series about maybe the collection, you know, because I, I really think I that, love that, that though. I, I would love that so much. I mentioned on this podcast a while ago that I loved the Rachel Zoe project, which was like a fashion type of reality show. And I could completely see Jessica doing something like that. And then that would make her sales with the collection, which are not struggling at all, <laughs> but it, they would make them skyrocket even more. Mm hmm. For sure. There's just so much possibility. <laughs> yes, hire us. Oh my hire god, us. please. <laughs> Jessica, please. we know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> hire us to work for the for just the promo of the show. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Honestly, I wish that there wasn't such a stigma with fans and stuff because I feel like more artists should hire their fans because it's like we genuinely care about her (laughs) and know everything yeah i feel like it would really be beneficial honestly to an artist to as long as they were you know background check and all of that (laughs) i I think it would be perfect actually but they should though because that's a good way like no one knows better than the fans if something is just ingenuine or anything like that so would be the first ones to be like oh actually like not saying you can't explore and branch out but this just doesn't feel like you maybe mm-hmm. just like think about it again mm-hmm. or to point out like hey this specific thing fans are still obsessed like dessert i yes. mean we still talk about it oh my goodness <laughs> you know it's like fans want more dessert by the way i still wear dessert I'm not surprised. And it still smells good. <laughs> oh, that's tastes good. good. You haven't gotten any, like, reactions on your skin or anything, right? No. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> that's great. Maybe then I will buy it. Because if, if I could actually use it, then I would be more prone to paying, like, an inflated price. Not too high because some of them are, like, $70 each. But still, did you get yours on eBay or did or is that from back in the day? Yeah, the new battles I've, I got on eBay. I have a few old ones sealed that I don't want to open because I just want to collect them that I bought years ago. But I have an open like whip topping one, which like that one kind of smells expired by now, but just the spray perfume doesn't smell or taste bad at all. So if you oh. buy something, I wouldn't recommend like any of the like lotions or like creamy stuff, but just the spray on perfume mm-hmm. still smells great. Yeah, I think that there's something about perfume that does not really go bad because I remember watching a documentary about the Titanic and they found like a hundred years after the sinking they found perfumes that some lady had in her room and they opened it and they still smelled like crazy strong and they were sitting at the bottom of the ocean for a hundred years so we'll see if dessert can last that long when we're you know grandmas we'll pull out yeah <laughs> But hey, if you're listening and you're wondering, Dessert Beauty has stood this test of time. Yeah, check it out. What scent do you have in the perfumes? So the Dessert Taste by Jessica Simpson that I'm currently wearing, along with Fiend, which is my favorite fragrance of all time now. This one is warm vanilla, luscious white chocolate coconut cream honey and apricot experience Ooh, wow is that one your favorite no this isn't my favorite it was just the cheapest one on ebay got it (laughs) (laughs) so wow that's quite a statement you like fiend better than all of the other fragrances yeah i was just trying to smell it to see if i could explain it any better than the description but the, the description pretty much sums up what it smells like my favorite dessert is is called hula girl Mm -hmm. and that's coconut banana and mango but i used all that up so yeah but if hula girl if you want to pay 80 bucks for it on ebay it definitely smells great (laughs) i'll keep that in mind i think i'm gonna ask for fiend for my birthday and just you know keep it consistent all these years later it's my birthday i want a jessica simpson item please <laughs> yes it's my favorite even my boyfriend likes it he, he's always like oh you smell so good it's it it lasts all day like i can go on a hike after wearing it and still smell it but it smells not too strong but it lasts 
Oh, wow. Hmm, that's good to know because having a subtle scent on you all day, I feel like is so much better. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Ooh, I'm so excited to try it. <laughs> okay, let's get into some news because Jessica is launching her 2021 spring collection for the Jessica Simpson collection and people actually did an article about it and Jessica is talking about how she's been wearing sweatpants for an entire year same and yeah exactly <laughs> like <laughs> she said she's ready to get back in denim and actually the picture that was posted she's wearing what they call a Canadian tuxedo <laughs> <laughs> which is denim on the top and the bottom and she's it's like a cheetah print on denim which I don't think I've seen before um, and it looks really cool. The it's a two, it's two pieces sold separately. Yeah, I really liked that one. And then I was looking at the other stuff on her website, and oh my god, these sandals—they're one hundred and ten dollars, but I really want them. It's called the Desi Platform Sandal. So cute. Um, and then she has a new one piece on her website too. That it's just called the Plunge One Piece, and it comes in really good colors. Like I would probably get the black because that's just my style but there's also like a hot pink and a baby blue so I'm loving these new styles so Jessica said I have been living in tie-dye sweats which I love but after a year I am ready to get back into some denim I always feel confident in a great pair of flare jeans that fit me well and I love that she's still wearing flare jeans because I've noticed on newlyweds most of the jeans that she wears are bell bottoms yeah even this episode her flare was humongous oh my gosh yes yeah. I, I noticed that when she was standing in the laundry room I was like girl I can't see your feet <laughs> and she also said I love the long floral dusters you can dress up a tank top by laying one on or you can match them to your pants for a relaxed look I totally agree there's one called the holly duster check that out people because really really cute there's so many florals and I get it it's like devil wears Prada you know flowers for spring groundbreaking but <laughs> the styles really do look so cute like I wish I could just go on a shopping spree right now because there's also a really that I think she did wear it in a picture it's like a really long red floral dress too so cute she says there are so many retro sandals and clogs this season I always gravitate toward a platform by the time spring rolls around, I am ready to break out denim shorts with a pair of heels. And yes, girl, like how many times have we seen Jessica in a denim short and like huge heels? <laughs> That's like such a good look for her. She looks so good. Like her legs are always insane. Mm -hmm. Like, have you seen how toned her legs are? I'm like, yes. girl. And that's just the official short girl uniform once it starts getting warm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm 5'3 and like, ugh. I need that height, so I totally relate. <laughs> Wait, how, Derek, how tall is Jessica? Do you know? Uh, I think she's like five, three and a half. Oh. I mean, I'm like five, seven if I stand up straight, and I think we're like pretty much the same size, so she's like wearing a, a four inch heel. That would make sense. Mm hmm. But yeah, she's, she's short. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> it says that this line was developed and launched remotely amid the pandemic. The singer says working from home has been grounding because she gets to spend more time with her family. That's been the biggest blessing of an otherwise tough time. The singer and her mom, Tina Simpson, will be getting out and about later this month when they host two back-to-back live-from-our-LA showroom specials on HSN for the new fragrance Fiend. But Simpson shot the entire spring 2021 Western meets Boho Chic-inspired campaign on location at her home. It has been fun to come up with new and creative ways to reinvent my house, she says. 
whether that be for a photo shoot or a makeshift TV studio. She says she misses connecting with people in person, just like all of us, of course, and that Zoom fatigue has been a challenge for both her and her kids. I feel that. I don't know about you guys, but like Zoom makes me so sad. Yeah. (laughs) When I log off, I feel like most of the time during the day, like I'm okay and everything. And then if I do a Zoom, especially if it's with a bunch of friends at once, I'm just like, oh, I just want to see them. I did a Zoom, one of Eric's Zoom classes. He he wasn't the the teacher, but one of the ones that he promoted, just like a a meditating 30 minute Zoom class. And it was nice. I really want to try that. So Jessica was also asked in this article if she's passing her love of fashion and beauty down to her daughters. And she said, my daughters are actually teaching me about beauty. I know. How cute is that? She said, I love to see their personalities start to come out in what they choose to wear. Maxie is a lot like my sister Ashley. She has a very clear perspective and is extremely creative and bold. And Birdie is a shoe fanatic. (laughs) (laughs) She says, joking, she changes shoes five times a day. If we receive new shoes, Birdie is the first one to wear them. People, you know, added that, that she was joking. But I really, because it's Jessica, I do not feel that she's joking. I feel like Birdie does that. Probably. (laughs) She knows what her mom does. She's in the shoes like her mom. Yeah. Exactly. And imagine how fun that must be for the kids. You know, I'm sure Jessica gets her new stuff delivered to the house and everything, and then the girls just get to dress up as mom. That would be really cute. I'd really like to see – I mean, I know Jessica does have a clothing line for kids, but, like, branch off of that and to an extent give Birdie and Maxwell, like, their own line within the Jessica Simpson brand where they get to, like, pick fabrics or, like, make outfits. I feel like that would be really fun to see and then also set that up for them, like, later in life so that way they're, like, CEOs at, like – Seven. Or even I would love if she let them like design a t-shirt and sold a t-shirt for the proceeds went to something like even if it's like Birdie scribbled crayon on a piece of paper and you know they made that the graphic of the shirt like just a simple like t-shirt and the proceeds went to like some type of company that um like a maternity foundation or something for maybe mothers in need mm-hmm. that would be amazing that is a brilliant idea jessica <laughs> please hire Derek. <laughs> yes. for real though that's such a good idea i would totally wear a shirt designed by one of her kids So that was basically it for news on Jessica this week. And then Ashley, things were also pretty quiet, except for the fact that her and Evan were on the Drew Barrymore show. And did you guys watch this? Yes. I I haven't, but I did watch uh, the Billie Holiday movie with Evan in it, and it was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. I'm so happy to hear that because I saw it had some bad reviews, but then she really? won the Golden Globe, yeah. too. That's so, what made me want to watch it. After she won, I was like, okay, like, I've, I've been meaning to watch it, and it was, it was excellent. Like, it was, I knew nothing really about the story, and I was still, like, my eyes were, were glued. It was great. Oh, wow. It seems like a fascinating story. I didn't even know the FBI investigated her and all of that. So, yeah, he was on to promote that, and uh, I love that Ashley... She was just kind of there, which I appreciate. I would like her to be involved in more things. (laughs) And they looked so cute, like genuinely happy. I swear, Ashley's smile could light up a building during a blackout. And like her adorable laugh and everything, they just seem truly happy. And it was very nice to see. They basically just talked about 
family life, home life, and everything. And then they got a couple of questions from Drew's audience. They were asked, how do you keep it fresh and hot having kids and everything? And I don't know if Evan was thrilled because like he made a little face, but Ashley mentioned that Evan is really good about in the middle of the day if the kids are napping to be like, come on, like, let's go because they're sleeping. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. He sees those opportunities and he takes them. Mm -hmm. That's kind of hot. Yeah. They must have a nanny. (laughs) You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. It's not that hard when someone else is there watching your kids to like sneak away to the bedroom. They were also asked about working together. And they basically just said that you have to accept when you're working with your spouse or basically anyone that each person has their own flow. Don't try to come up with a way for you guys both to be doing the exact same thing. Like give the other person the space. Ooh, and that's good. It, it really is. Instead of forcing something, they, Evan said that they were like really aligned on their home life. And then when they started working together and touring together, they realized that they had completely different ways of going about that and different ways of preparing before going on stage. So I guess they separate usually before they come together for the show and do their own little rituals and stuff. So they did. I met, um, well, I had meet and greet, but before, before the Ashley and Evan concert, Evan was hanging out like behind the venue and I was with uh, two of my girlfriends, Kiana and Sheena. I went to go get in the meet and greet line and they were waiting in the car because they didn't have meet and greet tickets. But then I ran back because I saw him. I was like, oh my God, Evan Ross is just hanging like outside behind the building. I don't know what to say. So we like got out because they they love Ashley and Evan a lot. So we walked by and my friend Sheena goes to Evan. Did anybody ever tell you you look like Evan Ross? And I was like, oh, that was a perfect thing to say. So he came over and talked with us for a minute. And you could tell that his vibe before the show is very chill. And Ashley was like probably on the bus. Like, I don't even know. I felt like she would be putting on her makeup and practicing and kind of more disciplined and, you know, ready to like hit the stage. Whereas Mm -hmm. Evan was like more wanted to like chill and like have relaxed vibes. So I feel like they definitely balance each other out that way, too. Oh, you're so right. Because Ashley seems very cool and in some ways like hippie and like laid back and stuff. But she it seems like she still has her same personality from the show. Like she (laughs) seems very childlike and excitable and he's very calm. And I was talking about during the Valentine's Day episode, I was talking about all their relationships. Like he's so confident and relaxed. And I feel like Ashley's more uppity and that – would annoy the other person but it seems like they literally have the perfect balance and she's a libra so that's the number one thing that libras need in their life is balance (laughs) so i feel like that really works out and i also like i keep noticing evan's style like when he was on this appearance he was wearing the typical you know black hat that he that he loves and then like a black jacket with this red silky top he looks so good and i was like that again is so Libra like she would have to be with someone who understands aesthetics and (laughs) fashion and looks and they just look so good together like her style right now oh it's so on point I I think she should work with Jessica to do the Ashley collection or something well she did one season of she designed the the girls collection I think when it first launched like the girls clothing I think that was a good fit for her I have like one of the shirts from when she did it and It was cute. So I guess if she ever needs a job, she can always (laughs) do that. I mean, she has a girl. Yeah, I know that she also, she did a campaign when Jessica was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And those pictures are amazing. 
but I'll have to definitely look and see the stuff that she designed too because I feel like she would be a great clothing designer. She seems to have a very good eye and specific type of fashion. So mm-hmm. like I said, there's just so many possibilities with these two. Like I feel like this podcast is going to go on for 10 years because it's just like <laughs> so That's much. Fine. It can. Other podcasts go on for 10 years. This one can too. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So I think that's it for the recent news. Now we can get into this episode. The Newlyweds Shop. It aired February 4th, 2004. And I don't know, I feel like this episode is not the best. There's no plot really. It's just kind of random clips together it's not because it says the newlywed shop but nick doesn't even really shop i mean i guess he shopped for the arcade yeah games, but <laughs> we didn't get to see him pick them right no no it was more of him which just- i'm glad we didn't because oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he right. is so boring that they have to play like that background music for his scenes and it's just so boring like but like the song it's like he's a hard working man (laughs) every time they cut to him i'm like i get that it's newlyweds but like if there's nothing going on then just let's see more of jessica's story it's just more interesting there should be a dvd option to skip the next scenes (laughs) just saying honestly again that's brilliant (laughs) so it opens with jessica and nick in limo and they're talking about how she was at a photo shoot which i'm guessing was her blender shoot because she says she was in a pool all day yeah i love that cover it's beautiful it is she's worried though that because she was in a pool i guess the photographer and everything was in the pool too because she says that she was in with everybody's foot jam (laughs) well i'm getting a shower wash off everybody's foot jam foot foot jam yeah i mean i was in a pool of water all day long that everybody's feet was in is it toe jam whatever and nick's like i think you mean toe jam Yeah, I would not want to be in a pool for a photo shoot. I just feel like. <laughs> no, so yeah, I'm guessing everybody else was in there, but with just like with their shoes off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they had to get close enough to, yeah, that would kind of gross me out because I'm sure it wasn't a very big pool. And ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it was worth it though. Yeah. The pictures are really nice. We cut to Nick complaining about the birds on his property. And I was surprised. I didn't expect this from him. He got a little superstitious and mystical saying that he's afraid it's a bad sign. And I was like, yeah, maybe it's a sign to be nicer to your wife. It's a sign about what was about to happen with his album. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that's not me trying to be rude. It's just like his album didn't do as well as it should have. And again, I blame his team for that, not necessarily him. But Y'all are yikes. haters, though. That album has no skips. Really? <laughs> Um, I've never. Listened I have never to listened it. to it. I'm totally joking. I've never. Oh, listened wow. to it. <laughs> I was gonna say like I've never. I don't hate the album. I I haven't listened to it, so I can't have a fully formed opinion on it. But like I said, I'm just really disappointed. His team did not do more for him. I'll never get off that soapbox. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. We definitely exhausted that topic last week, but it still is a wound. Yeah. you know that hurts. Even though we're not Nick fans, we're just like, what the hell happened? But yeah. Um. That's basically his storyline in this is that there's birds and arcade games. So let's move on to Jessica. (laughs) Uh, So Jessica and Tina are shopping at Lisa Klein. And I remember around this time, you know, it had in in the 90s, it was Rodeo Drive in California. That was 
the place to be. That's where they shot Pretty Woman, you know, when they don't let her shop. And then she goes back and totally torches their asses. And um, then in the 2000s, it kind of moved away from that. And everybody was shopping on Robertson Boulevard, which had Lisa Klein. And do you guys remember Kitson? Yes. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That was like everybody would shop at Kitson. It was like one Is of the Kitson the one. one that made the Team Jessica, Team Nick, Team Aniston, Team Jolie? Or was that Lisa Klein? No, that was that was Kitson. Yeah, it blew up when the whole Angelina and Brad thing happened, which I guess was like a few months before Jessica and Nick broke up. So yeah, they're shopping and this moment is so funny. I don't know. Jessica just, I mean, we know that with her own self, she'll just burst things out that might not be the most appropriate to talk about, but it's so funny. Like, I mean, I'm really close with my mom, but like, I would never say this to her. It's funny. This line's called tea bags. You know what that is? Uh-uh. Sexual. Oh, it's sexual? Isn't that when you suck on I have no idea. <laughs> tea bags are Maybe I, you know what? I don't, I don't know. know, baby. I never heard that before. Yeah, but when you suck on. <gasps> oh, okay. they called it tea bags. I'm not sure though. Tea bagging? When you suck on. I don't know. Anyway, Jessica, you like that's really weird. Well, mm-hmm. mom, I'm. That's why I thought it was weird that this was called tea bags. But maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm no, you're probably too. right on, Jess. <laughs> I, I didn't know it had a name. What do you guys think? Would you bring up tea bagging uh, with your mom? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no. No, definitely not with parents, with my siblings. It's kind of just a free-for-all. Like, normal people with their brothers, with their brother and sisters, they kind of know, like, mm, that's my sister. I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, My, not my oldest brother, my second oldest brother, Stephen, he doesn't care. There's no censor. He will say whatever. So this is something he would, like, go into quite a bit of detail about, even though I didn't ask. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, That's so funny. Jess and Tina have such a different relationship than most mother and daughters. Like, you know, she stayed a virgin until marriage. So I'm sure that Jessica had a lot of questions about sex that she probably asked <laughs> Tina about. So they're probably comfortable talking about positions and teabagging and sex. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It was cute. Like Tina's reaction at first, it was as if they were talking about any other thing. Like it's as if Jessica said, you know, oh, what do you think of this can opener or something? And then Tina does end up cringing a little bit, but nowhere near. Like if I if I turned to my mom and started talking about teabagging, I think she like (laughs) she would turn like white. Um, But you can just tell there, like you're saying, how close their relationship is, and then. Later on when they're shopping, it's so funny. Jessica's looking at the sexy underwear and Tina's like, you can teabag in that, Jess. Yeah, she's not like traumatized. You're like, oh my gosh, Jessica, that's disgusting. Stop that. She's like, whoa, this is what we're doing today. <laughs> so funny. On our Instagram story, I asked, is this how you learned of teabagging as a child? 44% said I was enlightened. 56% said I was confused. <laughs> I know my polls are absolutely groundbreaking. Um, You're asking the yeah. hard-hitting questions. Seriously, like Diane Sawyer, what was that? I think I voted enlightened. I think I knew what it was. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't remember how I learned that. It might have been, like it very well might have been from this show because I don't have a solid memory of it. But, you know, thank you, Jessica. When we were children, 
we learned early <laughs> what that kind of situation was. And she's right. Like the fact that the clothing line is called tea bags, but it's just like a tea, like, a, like as if it was t-shirt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it doesn't seem like it's tea as in the tea that you drink. So I'm wondering what that brand was thinking, but I mean, it's not bad. I just, it's not the best name for a clothing line. I also asked what is more uncomfortable doing the Nick birthday performance in front of Joe or asking Tina if she knows what teabagging is and 76% said the birthday show and 24% said talk of balls. Really? <laughs> yeah, you think the opposite? I think so. Yeah, I think I think with Jessica because of the unique nature of her life, both are really not embarrassing. I think Joe understands that Jessica's a performer and he also understands that she's on a reality show and has to do something sensational and all that kind of stuff. And also, even though um, it was very sexy, it wasn't like she was too naked. Much. Yeah. No, she was actually pretty covered for something like that. Yeah, that's why I Not said. Not for a random Thursday, but for something <laughs> like that. I mean, she could have gone skimpier for sure. Yeah, that's why I was just like, I don't think that one was that bad, but. Hey, to each their own with our comfort levels, you know? <laughs> what do you think, Derek? What what would be more mortifying for you? Like you said, I don't have that relationship with my family, but like, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> uh, both. Yeah, but both. I, 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 voted, <laughs> I don't remember what I voted for, though. Hmm, well, I can tell you. But if it was I, my boyfriend's birthday, I would not care in front of his family. I don't know why that makes a difference, but... Well... I guess because you didn't grow up. Right, right. Them, you know, you oh, actually yeah. didn't vote. Okay. Then, yeah, I was probably just too tossed up to decide which one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Nick has a forklift dropped off because he's getting the arcade games and has to somehow get them inside, which I don't understand in that mansion how they can't get it through the door and up the stairs. Right. Maybe, like, I mean, I guess that would be more difficult, but Nick doesn't know how to use it. And the guy is like, I am just dropping it off. I cannot tell you how to use it and he's like can i just get a quick lesson and the guy's like nope (laughs) how cheap is he that he thought it would be like how much cheaper is it to rent a forklift as opposed to just pay the delivery drivers from where you bought the game like oh he's such a cheapskate i think that's weird because a lot of these companies will i mean even when you just buy something from wayfair like it's pricey like you're saying but it says like do you want us to come in and bring it into the room and do you want us to install it and it's, i think it's like a hundred dollars or something which obviously he can afford which i can't afford it and i would pay that i paid people to move my stuff like i'm <laughs> i just don't want to do it but maybe he likes doing it so no i agree i'm so bad with anything household related and it's to me that's like worth its weight in gold mm-hmm. to not have to deal with all of it but you know how Nick is. He likes projects. And yeah, I asked on our story what arcade game you would want. And most people, like most of the answers are Pac-Man, which is also the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. Daniel G0319 said pinball machine and set, which I think is actually a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then let's see, what is this username? It's SS Pollen said a Goonies pinball machine, which sounds really cool. And then Chunky Yet Funky said snack machine. <laughs> which mood. Um yeah, and Amanda said Street Fighter 2, which I don't I mean, I don't even know that game, I don't think. But what what would you guys pick? 
I don't even play video games, so I didn't even answer because I'm like, I don't even know what I would pick. Well, here's the thing about it is like, even if I was a billionaire, I mean, first of all, I'm not super into video games either. I like a few old like 80s, 90s video games, but I don't like I would never buy and you know how everyone was freaking out about the PlayStation Mm-mm. recently and all that stuff. Like I would never buy a current one and Mm-mm. be into new games, but I think it kind of it it's almost like if you were eating sugar every single day, then it's not going to feel exciting and special when you get to have like a really good dessert or something or cake on your birthday. Cause it's just like, I feel like it's too fun and special to just be in your house. Like that's going to take the fun out of like when you're in a bar or something and you know, you're like, Oh my God, they have an old Pac-Man machine. Like let's go play Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's just not something that I would want to have access to all the time. Yeah, I feel like you get tired of it really fast, and it's, like, something cute for, like, if your friends come over, they'll be amused with it, but, like, daily is just going to sit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jolie, would you, what would you buy? Um, I would say Tetris. Um, Ooh. Or, yeah. It's a good one. I can't remember what it is, what it's called, but it's the one where you have a spaceship and you have to, like... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're trying to, like, blast all the things in the sky. And, and... it's just, like, a little pixel at each time is, like, yeah. a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, good. I'm not just imagining things. <laughs> no, I remember that, too. But, yeah, probably wouldn't ever. That wouldn't be a splurge that I would really make. Then Tina and Jessica are checking out at... Lisa Klein and the way they edit this they make it seem like they're both disturbed and dreading the final bill but I'm guessing that they really weren't <laughs> and no. they were like I think that was whatever. definitely like an editing trick for the sound because you, it sounds like exactly the same like the three or four times that it does I don't know how to explain the noise but yeah the receipt printing is kind of looped mm-hmm. yeah they do that a lot on this show to create drama that just isn't there because, I mean, Nick is the one that has a problem with spending. I mean, not him spending, but he has a problem with Jessica's spending. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that Tina and Jessica would be like, oh, no. And the it says that they spent about $2,900, which, like, yes, I would never drop that mm-hmm. much at a store <laughs> in one day. But, like, if you're, you have to remember, it's Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's somebody with her kind of income. And also her look is an important part of her brand. You know, they she could have been picking out outfits for a talk show or something like that. So when you think about that, it's really not that much. So I'm glad that they didn't. I mean, they make a big deal out of the sheets, which we'll get to. But this was not that big of a deal that they needed to put in the dramatic music and everything. Yeah, I think they were trying to up it. Because like Jessica says, like, oh, like, it shouldn't be that much. I didn't purchase that much stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's, which to her, that's probably not that much. No, but it's just like it's part of her job where if she's on a red carpet or doing a TV show, they're going to ask her like, oh, what are you wearing? Who are you wearing? So it's important. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much I wonder if she could write off clothing. Probably like she probably could get that back in her taxes. I don't see why not. It's a business expense. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Now she could. She could say it was like for research. Yep. <laughs> Oh, so when when Nick is trying to use the forklift, they cut to the birds, which I get it because that's like the um, theme of his storyline, I guess, is the birds. But then they also cut to a squirrel a couple of times. <laughs> and I just love how like Nick's storyline, like Derek was saying, is so boring that they like they have time to cut to squirrels. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't see that on The Real Housewives, you know? No. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, you're cutting to birds on a telephone wire, <laughs> riveting. And then it's funny because Nick finally gets the forklift to start. So they're getting it going. And then Drew asks, he's like, oh, where's Jessica? And Nick's like, oh, she's out spending money. Yeah, I mean, it's just so repetitive. His few key points, which are Jessica spending, Jessica leaving stuff around the house on the floor, and then Jessica not having sex with him enough. It's like, come up with something more interesting. (laughs) Um, Which she frequently talks about how she enjoys sex with Eric. I wonder if Nick was just like not not great and he probably had a small... He he <laughs> I mean I think I mean I'm sure he I'm kind of confident that he uh has a little because when him and Vanessa were photographed like having sex in a hot tub or whatever he spent like whatever the they were asking for as a bribe to not publish them but they published the ones that Vanessa knew but he spent whatever he could to not have his dick pics out there so he's got to be ashamed because especially for him he's not even that big of a celebrity he could have used that exposure but he's probably so embarrassed that oh my god yeah like those pictures of orlando bloom who has a very nice penis he didn't have to pay (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't paying anybody he was like yeah so with katie perry if if you haven't seen those just google google it (laughs) orlando bloom nude google images yeah so then there's just more shopping from Jessica and Tina. Tina actually has the best one-liners in this episode, I think, as opposed to Jessica, who who usually <laughs> has the best one-liners. I think like Tina is. If this was a casted sitcom, Tina would be my favorite character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely see where Jessica gets it. Yeah, they have a a sequel to the the montage from the other boutique in new york where they say oh isn't this cute that's so cute how cute they have a instead tina's word is great today (laughs) those are your favorites those are great these are great these are great too those are really great oh this is great what else you say i think that is great those are great we like that these are great and then they do another one of jessica saying how much are these how much is this (laughs) yeah how much are they how much are these how much are these how much are these which shows she's not just spending with wild abandon Nick. She is considerate of what prices are, even <laughs> though she really doesn't have to be because she's doing so well. Yeah. There's a little bit of an editing trick here, too. So I believe the first store they were in, that's where Jessica holds up the shirt that Tina was like, because Jessica's like, oh, I could just wear this with a pair of jeans. And Tina's like, oh, I thought that was a skirt. But then when they <laughs> show them in, I believe the store is called Daria, the second store. She's still holding that shirt in her hand. So I think they just mixed up some of the footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was interesting because it's just like there has to be at least something of her like just going through the racks quickly. That's a little bit more interesting. Yeah. They didn't think the everyday viewer would catch that. Probably. But they didn't think that there would be someone dissecting the episodes for three yes. hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's very valid, yeah. And that whole thing about is it a skirt or is it a top, like, very common problem. I feel <laughs> like in women's clothing, it's unclear. Then the arcade game gets installed, and Nick tells his friends and Drew who helped, he's like, I love you guys, but my wife might hate you guys. This is a catalyst for a divorce. And I'm just like, I don't like how they lean so far into these stereotypical roles where it's like, oh, you know, boys – 
like men like video games women don't so you know this might cause the divorce and i'm like or maybe your insensitivity and telling her to shut it is what will cause your divorce nick i don't think she cares about that there's a video game in your room no especially since like that's his like man cave if you want to call it that so right why would she care exactly I mean, she doesn't say anything about it. Like, when they're playing it, she gets bored kind of fast, but she's not criticizing him. Exactly. So, and then what looks like a shot from Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, <laughs> Nick is, like, trying to fix the sliding door, which I guess they knocked out when they were bringing the game in, and they shoot him. It's, like, very cinematic. They shoot him from behind and, like, a low angle looking up, and the birds start flying over the house and it just it feels so like grim. Uh, yeah, it's very weird. Like it just proves, you know, he wasn't out promoting a single. <laughs> <laughs> like this is I'm I mean, this is the only thing that you know Nick fans have this episode. So I'm sorry, Nick fans. Uh then Jessica comes home. Yay. And yay, and this is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one minute scene of Nick, too long. Um Carrying them huge Macy's bags. Oh my gosh, yeah. Foreshadowing to being the queen of Macy's. Yes. It was very prophetic. And uh, she's it's a different day, though, because she's wearing a different outfit. And this is mm-hmm. when she she's how slowly she parks in the garage is me. Like, I'm not a nervous <laughs> driver, but I am a nervous parker. Like, I'm so bad at parking. So they, they just play that whole scene out. Like, it's not even. <laughs> when we watched this last night with my boyfriend he was cracking up when she was trying to pull into the garage that's me mm-hmm. Anytime, like, <laughs> if, yeah like i'll know i'll have enough space but i get just get so nervous i'm like i don't want to hit anything i don't want to hit anything i know yeah your depth perception gets thrown off when you're in a car like i you know you can't see where it stops and ends yeah it really does i'm so bad at it i can't parallel park either really i can parallel park like a boss but <sighs> Ooh, i lived in chicago for two years so i had to had to learn how to park in tight spaces but the backup camera helps and my car has a, a side view camera too so i don't know if i would be able to do it without both those cameras but <laughs> in my car i can park like a boss i wish mine had side view it has the back view which has been so helpful because it'll it'll beep before i hit something <laughs> but mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm so bad at parallel parking when i took my driving test it was like december 21st or 2nd i think and um, when it came time for the lady to tell me if I passed or failed, she just goes, you know what? It's the holidays. So- Merry Christmas. <laughs> She's like, so I'm going to pass you, but you know, make sure you learn that. And I was like, okay. And I, and I haven't really, I can, if it's like a really big space, but like when it comes to tight spaces, uh, uh-uh, I'm too scared. I didn't get my license until I was 21. And of course, by then I was just such a good driver that, the lady giving me my driving test had me pull over and was showing me nudes of her boyfriend on her phone like we were just like we stopped the middle of the driving (laughs) test and for some reason she wanted to show me new pictures of her boyfriend so of course I passed like but (laughs) wow that's what an iconic memory amazing well Jessica has purchased some Egyptian cotton sheets from Dallas Texas and Nick asks her how much they cost, and she makes a face. She's very cute. Like, she's very shy about telling him. These are amazing sheets. What's amazing, Mom? This is the Egyptian they're bread Egyptian, count? They're Egyptian, yes. And they're from Dallas, Texas. 
doing all better. How much were they? Huh? How much? How much? $1,400. Jessica Simpson. What? <laughs> Don't be mad. Oh, Nick, come $1, on. $1,400 for <gasps> sheets? You sleep on them every night. I sleep on the ones we got now every night. I don't but have I a problem. I don't like them. I don't sleep good. Holy crap. I admire her for being honest because I feel like a lot of wives lie to their husbands in this scenario. And I still lie to my dad about how much things cost, even though I'm on my own, mm -hmm. live independently, have every right to spend as much as I want on everything. But like my dad looks around my living room and he's like, how much was the couch? How much was the table? And I mean, I don't know how he can believe me. I, I say such low numbers. Like it would never be true. But um. But yeah, Jessica's honest. She tells him the truth. They were $1,400, and he's not happy with her for that. That's just the, the low, low cost of a, a stimulus check. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That's funny. I didn't put that together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when we get our checks, we can all go out and buy nice sheets from Dallas, Texas. That and, like, just briefly, really quick. When I used to work in Bed Bath & Beyond... They would tell us, like, we'd have to take, like, training classes, and, like, obviously we'd want to upsell the nicer, like, sheets and things like that, but especially for Egyptian cotton, sheets are something you do want to splurge more for the investment because it is 100% worth it. Mm-hmm. So when you have a higher thread count, they're just softer? They're softer. Um, It's less, like, stress on the individual threads so like if they're in the wash and things like that uh it's less tension like with uh when you're moving around and sleeping things like that mm -hmm. and it's just the higher is, quality too is egyptian cotton like the top tier of thread counts or like what what makes it's just that like the top like it's like one of the best um because the thread it's just count the is, best sheet you could buy period. yeah like that's the best material and then you want to look at thread count as well Mm -hmm. okay i love okay how, that makes sense jolie you always have <laughs> random knowledge in things <laughs> yeah because i've just done like a whole bunch of like weird odds and ends so i just have this random like accumulation of things yeah so i feel like for people that live in a mansion and have i'm sure their bed was crazy expensive and everything and like you can afford to after working so hard have the finer things in life i really don't feel like 1400 is that much for Jessica, you know? No, it's an investment. Like, I don't under, I, I really don't understand why Nick was making such a big deal about it. Especially because it's not, I mean, once again, she's not a, a stay at home, mm -hmm. sit, sit home, do nothing wife, you know? She, it's not like he's like, you know, I really work hard and it doesn't seem right for you to just spend that much, but it's her own money and she's killing it, you know? If she wants to sleep on softer sheets, I don't think that's so much to ask. No, and they're sheets. It's not like it's a vase. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Vases. Yeah, because it's like the sheets, like you're going to sleep on them, like you're going to get a really good use out of them. Mm -hmm. But with a vase, it's just like you can't really – you look at it, but mm -hmm. I don't think that would be worth it. Yeah. I asked on our story, would you ever buy sheets that cost 1K plus? 22% said worth the splurge and 78% said preferred target. 
I think I said worth the splurge just because I don't want to get my sheets from Target. I, we, I literally just got a new bed with my boyfriend yesterday and he wanted to go to Target for the sheets. And I was like, we're not going to Target for sheets. <laughs> and we found some Jessica Simpson sheets that matched our new. Oh, so they're just polyester. They're not like anything fine, but they're, we slept on them last night and they were great. They're like a really pretty deep coral color. color so Ooh. yeah. That sounds great. I feel like there there's a happy medium between fourteen hundred dollars sheets and Target, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Jessica Simpson collection. That's the perfect medium. Exactly. <laughs> so Jessica needs to wash the sheets and she's like, Is the washing machine broken? <laughs> it's like, no, honey. It's not broken. I think you're just confused about how to use it. Which is fine. We all need to learn things. And she calls Nick in and he's like, even the washing machine is mad at you or whatever he says because of the price of the sheets. Ha ha, Nick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, and she's like, oh, I, you know, she's trying to figure it out. She's like, I hope I don't ruin the sheets. And Nick's face is just like, you could tell he's like, if you ruin these these sheets right now. And so he kind of like reads the back and checks it out. But she figures it out. She's, you know, just needs a minute. Like we always say, she was too busy selling millions of records to learn how to do laundry, which is completely fine. When she picks up that wet sock that was like left over in the washer and she's like, what the hell is that? And then instead of like throwing (laughs) it away or she throws it behind the washing machine, just... (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah just get that out of sight you know what i wonder if it's still sitting there Probably. maybe we have to dm that guy from malcolm in the middle unless he sold it he was the one that moved in after them the oldest brother or not the oldest the second oldest brother oh i didn't know that i don't know his name but he's the one that bought the house after nick and jessica moved out it would be so fascinating. Yeah, like it would be surreal to walk into that house. Like they should list it the, on Airbnb. Like they did that oh, with the yes. Fresh Prince house or something. Like I would totally Airbnb oh the newlyweds house. Like oh my god, that would be so fun. Yes, that would okay, be crazy. So we need to invite once the pandemic's over or more contained, uh, like five friends each, so we can rent out the newlyweds house. Uh, that would be so we'll get fun. a Miller Light. We'll get some Miller Light kegs and. Oh my god. Uh, Domino's pizza. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. no thanks. Well, no, we'll we'll have a good time with well, instead of getting Miller Light, we should get something that Jessica we should get all get glitter cups. Okay. Damn. And we'll go to Tony Roma's. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to Tony Roma's, get some ribs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be so oh my god, I wish they would do that. And then we could record an episode live from the Newlyweds house. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. That'd be everything. A YouTube tour. <laughs> oh my god. Listed on Airbnb and we will be there. Yeah, make some money. Please just do it. <laughs> so then Nick and Jessica go upstairs to play Carnival King, which I don't even I've never even heard of that game. What is Carnival King? Jessica watches him play with the funniest <laughs> look on her face. I don't even know how to describe it. Just go watch it, you guys. If anyone listening doesn't know, all the Newlyweds episodes are on YouTube, so very easily accessible. So funny. And she plays a little bit, but she is just like, can we turn it off? Like, I'm hungry. Basically it. Right. And then downstairs, they had just gone to Tower Records, 
iconic, you know, Los Angeles spot and bought a ton of DVDs. They definitely went on a shopping spree and they're trying to figure out what movie to watch. And Jessica wants to watch Fried Green Tomatoes. So on brand. Love, love that movie. <laughs> love it. Nick wants to watch Scarface. And Jessica has no idea what it is. And oh she goodness. says, what's wrong? Does his face have scars? <laughs> I've never seen Scarface either. <gasps> never. It is so good. It really is great. You need to watch it. I have a little bias towards it because Tony Mant- Montana is Cuban and I'm Cuban. So like had to had to represent even though Al Pacino's Italian but whatever who cares still a great film yeah at the time they didn't <laughs> so much care about representation being accurate but yeah it's a, I, the director Brian De Palma has made such phenomenal movies Scarface isn't even my favorite movie of his but it really is a great classic what's Scarface what is Scarface I don't know that that's what we're watching tonight no I want to watch fried green tomatoes we both have seen that. You've never seen Scarface. I've never seen Fire Green Tomatoes in like three years. It's Michelle Pfeiffer's first movie, or one of her first movies, and Al Pacino. It's freaking awesome. What's wrong? Does his face have scars? No, it does not have scars. Well, what's it about? Is he mean? Nick tries to persuade her by using the angle that it was one of Michelle Pfeiffer's first movies. So I guess Jessica is a big fan of hers, which taste, because Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing. And then he teaches her, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> You ever hear anybody say, say hello to my little friend? Say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little friend. Which, like, that was such a butchered impression. But then, like, Jessica trying to imitate (laughs) Nick's impression was, like, even better. And it's just so funny because she has absolutely no idea what she's even talking about. She's probably like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? It was so wholesome. Yeah. I've never seen the movie, but I know that line just from, like... It's a pop culture, like, staple. I feel like it's been, like, imitated so many times. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things that you really can't avoid. That's why it made sense that, you know, besides, like, he didn't even tell her anything about the plot at first. He was just like, haven't you ever heard this? And she's, no. <laughs> yeah, and then she asked him, she's like, is there some romance in it? And Nick's like, oh, uh, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> well, there's that amazing moment where Michelle Pfeiffer is, I don't remember exactly what she says, but she's like, she won't, I can't remember the line, but it's so good. She like tells him off and she's like, I would not sleep with you if you're the last man on earth or whatever. Right. Queen. So, but no, don't worry. You're doing an awesome job. And um, I probably won't cut out very much like i don't cut out offended at all if i sound stupid please cut it out (laughs) (laughs) no you don't in general i just feel like yeah when they're talking about if there's romance in scarface jessica's like there better be some kissing (laughs) so i feel like we know what kind of movies she's into i wonder if pretty woman is still her favorite movie or if she has any other faves we'll have to ask you have to ask when we get her on the podcast yes yeah if i had to take a guess i would say probably steel magnolias like, that's such a Jessica movie. But yeah, I don't know. That's just, yeah, a classic Southern. Dolly. Yeah. So then there's this scene that is so annoying to me where Nick and Jessica are sitting eating pizza. And he's talking about a, a coming day. I don't know if it's the next day or whatever. And he said that he had reserved the day to spend time with Jessica. But since she kicked him to the curb, he's going to go golfing. 
and she explains that she did not kick him to the curb. It's just that she has a lot of errands to run. And then she clarifies that, you know, if you want to be a part of the errands, you can come with me, but you chose not to. And I just feel like it's really... I mean, this might be dramatic to say, but like you can't hold your partner hostage, especially if they have errands, like if they have something specific to do that they need to get done in between all of their days of work. What is she supposed to do? Just, you know, sit home with him and then not be able to get her stuff done? Like, I actually think that when you're with the right person and you're in love, errands are really fun. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. especially since she wasn't like, oh, well, I'm doing things. So see you later. She said, like, no, you can come with me. Like, Again, it's he has an option. He's just not picking a good option. Yeah, and then he has to be a baby about it and guilt her, which is ridiculous. Maybe it's because we're basically all girls here and we love the shop. So I don't understand like a straight <laughs> man perspective of, of like not liking to run errands and shop. Like the only bad time is like at the end of the day after you've like been to so many stores and you're just tired and you want to go home. But it's so fun just to run errands and shop and spend money that you probably shouldn't be spending but (laughs) i agree and he should he should just be more supportive of the things that she needs to get done and if he's upset about it then fine but don't make passive aggressive comments and yeah it just like many other scenes rubbed me the wrong way let's just be grateful that he was that way and that way we get these scenes with just her and tina and not him at the store (laughs) so it's a good it worked out in the end for us that is actually a great point um and then nick finishes out the scene by being extremely classy and saying that the sheets better feel i don't remember what he says but like he says that they better feel amazing on his balls or whatever yeah Jessica goes, that's just foul. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, you can. I just feel like that was a little much to add. I feel like that's up there with Jessica's bathroom comments. But you know what? He has a point. <laughs> but I'm guessing that's exactly like we said before. Like, that's probably exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to get some iconic lines like Jessica. Yeah. But didn't really work out, did it, Nick? So <laughs> <laughs> then they... Oh, wait. they- I'm- I want to talk about uh, when, since we're t- still talking about the DVDs, how she talks about we can watch when she's like, we can watch Sex and the City fourth season. I love the tie back to like open book where she talked about how Casey introduced her to the show and sent her those tapes because she had never seen it and she ended up loving it. And I love Sex and the City and I'm so excited for the reboot, but I just love that. I loved reading that part in open book and it was, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> that and Me also too. uh on with all the dvds on the table jessica has a copy of her book i do so I yeah was i was cool. wondering did they buy a copy at tower or was it just maybe i, don't know. I would if i was her yeah i know i would i would also move my book to the front <laughs> <laughs> i've done that before with other people's books that i love i'm just like okay we're just gonna put this on display yeah i did do that in target i moved just a few weeks ago like she's not of course open book has been out for more than a year so it's like not in the the main display so i moved even the price tag and labels and everything and rearranged it and put her her book front and center on the display you are helping the target employees and Mm -hmm. you know find what they really needed Mm -hmm. exactly so then we cut to nick and it's the same day that they did the forklift thing but they just randomly put it here. There's dead birds because they flew into the sliding door. And then Drew also says there's dead mice in the pool. And he's like, what's going on here? 
don't really have any thoughts on mm. Nick's storyline. Yeah, that's just like a bad omen. That would freak me out a little bit. Yeah, especially for there to be two like in one day. Yeah. I guess it's Drew who says, I dare you to put that in the freezer for Jess when they're getting rid of the the body. Oh, and and he's like, I'd be divorced. I'm like Another omen. <laughs> yeah like accurate but I, I can't even imagine someone doing that because first of all like you do not want a corpse in with all of your frozen food so yeah that's just not sanitary no <laughs> and then it ends very classic newlyweds ending with jessica just announcing that she's going shopping and then that's the end of the episode <laughs> yeah i don't know why they always try to frame her like she just is out of control with her shopping and spending it's like not that big of a deal it really isn't but they have an angle to work exactly so that is the conclusion of the newlyweds shop should we get into the fashion segment yes it's all about fashion it's all about beauty this is fun for me when there's not that much fashion in this episode no like three outfits yeah a lot of orange But when she's shopping at the beginning, she's wearing dark blue jeans, a black jacket, and black high-heeled boots, and like a sparkly boa. The boots with the fur. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I really like those boots. You can't really see them that well, but they're like high, I think suede, high-heeled boots. And she wears that brown bag that she wears a lot on newlyweds. And normally I wouldn't put like a tan or brown bag with black shoes and like a black outfit, but it totally works for her. Yeah, that newlywed style Instagram just posted about that that horse bit bag. Oh, a really? A couple of days ago, yeah. Like she had like three of them, I think, in different colors. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember her with the Bulga bag. I still want that bag. It was like the. It's more deep the bag. It's like I know she had a bright red one, but I think she also had some other colors. But yeah, it's one of those like ridiculously priced bags, but I still would love to find a dupe of it. I should ask um, the the woman who does that account. I actually asked her if she wanted to be a guest in the future and she said that she would love it, but that she's about to give birth. Oh so she doesn't gosh. know. And I was like, oh my gosh, women always. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was this other girl, Nicole, and I messaged her and I was like, is this Nicole? And she said, no, but she didn't tell me any other. Yeah, I need to ask what her name is. I DM with her pretty frequently now, but I don't know her names. I need to ask so I can so I can know who this person is. Well, hopefully she has a safe and easy delivery, as easy as labor can be, you know. Yeah. She was like, I don't know if I'm going to have time. And I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> worry about your baby. It's okay. <laughs> so then we don't really get to see a lot of what Jessica buys or anything. There's that colorful tube top that at first Tina thinks is a skirt. And that is really cute. And and Jess says, like, oh, we can pair it with jeans. And I feel like she must have worn it at some point because I just feel like it looks really familiar. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very Jessica top that she would totally wear with jeans and heels. And then she has that fitted orange sweatshirt with the big bell bottoms that we were talking about. Right. With the matching coat. The coat she put on later matched like perfectly. And I was like, why is there that orange like the same? Right. It was like a puffy jacket and i'm surprised it got that cold in la that she needed a sweatshirt and a and a jacket but she pulls off an of that very bold color that wouldn't look great on everybody Mm -hmm. i remember at the time fitted sweatshirts were really in like i had a pink one from h&m that then when i gained a few pounds did not fit because it was so fitted and normally i like bigger hoodies but i remember that trend very clearly like it was solid color very fitted hoodies and it looked very cute on her 
And then the last thing really is at the end, she just has that beige turtleneck on, which also looked great, but we don't really get much of it. Yeah, we get like maybe 10 seconds of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's going to do it for the fashion segment. Um, well, you, don't wanna, did... you don't want to talk about Nick's uh, Nike tank top and <laughs> his bandana mm-hmm. and his Cincinnati hat. Oh my God. I think yeah. that covered all the fashion. <laughs> that covers the fashion for every episode for him. Right. I always make sure to point out when he wears a visor because it's a crime. What? But... Okay, a crime maybe the way he wears it, but I have a visor that I love and I wear it to the, in the summertime. Okay, so I have no doubt that you work the visor. But <laughs> Nick, no. <laughs> it's it's his tribal tattoos that make it distasteful. Oh my god, oh my I hate his tattoos. <laughs> yeah, not attractive to me. It's actually such an eyesore. Like when I take screen caps sometimes, it just doesn't look good. I don't know. And he shaves his arms. Yeah, like he has the big sun tattoo that had 98 degrees and then he blocked it out. Oh. So. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's so weird because he's still in 98 degrees. I mean, they've had. Why would he block that out? Why would he not be proud of? Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. That's why he flopped solo. Like, you got to embrace your past. I don't know why you're embarrassed of that. Totally. I know that all the members of NSYNC got matching tattoos as well. They got like a velvet rope because of their celebrity album. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if any of them (laughs) covered it up. That would be so sad. Why would you cover that up? I know. It's like. Be proud of it. Exactly. We make fun of Nick a lot, but 90 Degrees might not be my favorite group of all time, but they were really successful. I mean, it's something to be proud of. They were. Like, I was watching a TikTok, and it was, like, this week in 1999, I think uh, it was, and NSYNC was number one, but 98 Degrees was number three for TRL, so... Right. You know, that says something like that's what launched his career. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Right. No, and it's it's it'd be one thing if it was like a poorly done tattoo or if it was ugly or something, but it was ten times nicer than looking at that black sun. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so shocking that Nick would make a bad decision, but <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so it's time for us to rate the episode. So, Derek, as you may have noticed, we, instead of doing, like, three out of five stars, we pick something from the episode to use instead of stars. <laughs> so, why don't you go first? What is your overall thoughts on the episode, and how would you rate it out of five? I mean, even though it was not really a, a storyline, I feel like it was interesting, and I feel like the 22 minutes or whatever length that it is go by pretty quickly and you're like that's it that's the like I I want it more like so it's really entertaining I would give it probably four out of five sunglasses on top of head paired with flare jeans the size of a ironing board (laughs) (laughs) perfect love that okay Jolie what do you think Ooh, just for the comical Tina and Jessica hijinks I would definitely give this episode uh, four out of five tube top possible skirts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Makes sense. <laughs> and what about you? I I think I'm going to have the same rating because, I don't know, I would give it a three out of five, but I think because the I just love Tina and Jessica together so much, I could have watched all 22 minutes of them just shopping, and I definitely fantasize about somehow myself stumbling upon the hours upon hours of unedited footage (laughs) 
for my own personal entertainment. Um, no, I'm going to give it because the scenes with Nick are just so lame and it's just it totally messes. I mean, not messes the episode up. Like, I still love the Jessica moments. It's she's her. She's priceless with her foot jam and her faces that she's making when Nick's playing the video game and trying to learn about Scarface and everything. So I'm going to give it mm, 3.5 out of 5. Jessica trying to quote iconic lines from movies that she hasn't seen. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, and Nick was trying to perfect it, I feel like, but I prefer Jessica's. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that is going to do it this week for the Ashley and Jessica cast. Thank you so much, Derek, for being our first guest. Oh my goodness! Hey, thank you for having me. I feel so honored. I hope I—I I mean, I told Amanda. She said she, that she was already super excited to listen. So I hope everybody enjoys, and I didn't blabber too much. So no, no, you did an awesome job, and we'll definitely have you back on, especially now with the new format of having new people every week. We're definitely going to invite you back. So I hope everyone enjoyed. Our first guest, we couldn't have anybody else on first. It had to be Derek, so. It did. And it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) there's just the way you're so excited and expressive about like every week's episode is just so awesome. But um, definitely give Derek a follow. Let's grow our little Ashley and Jessica cast family. Yeah, Derek, let everybody know where can they find you on social media. My Instagram is Derek Lovato, D-E-R-R-I-K. L-O-V-A-T-O. If you follow me and I don't follow you back, if you just comment or message me something about Jessica, I will follow you back. So <laughs> don't think that I'm, I'm not like a follow back person, but usually I don't know where people come from, especially if you're private. But then when I, if you like point yourself out as a, a Jessica fan, then of course I'll follow you back. That's the key. Mention Jessica and you're Love in. Love to talk about Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll know what where you're from. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, guys, so that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week. Well, unfortunately, Jolie won't be back, but mm. she will be back in the future, yes. as will Derek. So, <laughs> Good luck at your new thank job. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. You're going to kill thank it. You. Yes. It's so bittersweet because yeah. I'm sad, but also happy. <laughs> so you guys will get an update on Jolie's life when she comes on for a very special episode that she's Aww. been mentioning since <laughs> we started talking about this. This is the episode she brings up all the time. Ooh. You'll hear that in about a month. So next week, actually, we will be back with the French language episode and we will have an all new guest on. So get hyped for that. Yes. <laughs> and it's a friend of Jolie's and I. Oh, my so. gosh. Actually, I wouldn't know Jolie without this person. So right. um, she's great. And yeah, we're just excited to welcome her into the Ashley and Jessica cast family. So uh, we know you're going to love her. Yes, her and many more guests. So thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends who are just obsessed with Jessica's underrated album, Do You Know? We want to hear from them. Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and send us an email. We want to hear your thoughts on the show, Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com.